sick of this. Get those Jesse Eat fools on the line from me. We're gonna do this doggy style. This place ain't blessed. This place is a mess. Disgusting. Pottery? Very useful. Anthony, people will always need plates. Or mash, get smashed. Hi, and welcome to the first episode of our advertising podcast. We are the podcast for everything advertising related. If you're the kind of person who loves watching adverts on the TV or at the cinema, this is the place for you. (laughs) Yes, we've decided to call it FADS, as in the podcast for fans of the adverts. So every episode we're going to be bringing the news in the form of like five top stories from the advertising world. Then we'll go into our main discussion, which will usually be centred around one advert or campaign that we feel particularly inspired by that episode. We're going to be trying to keep it quite topical and relevant, so it will be adverts that have come out recently as each episode goes on. Yeah. So let's get into the first episode of Fads with the news. Pottery? Okay, so our first news story comes from DBS and TSLA, which stands for The Little Secret Agency. It's all about how they've teamed up with Fortnite to promote their new banking package, the Live Fresh Club, within the game. What Fortnite and the DBS Bank have actually done is they've created what used to be the Zook Club, which is an actual Singapore nightclub, and they've recreated it inside the game in creative mode. So if people want to play in it, they just have to enter the code they give on the website and then they can mess about in there, do whatever they like. They've even got like little mini games to earn points and whatnot. Wow. That sounds like a lot of effort. I know. It sounds like a really cool way to get people involved with what they're trying to promote. But I I don't really understand the reasoning of choosing this game because I did have a look around to see what the sort of demographic for the game was. And the surveyor Newzoo found that 53% of Fortnite gamers were aged 10 to 25. But I don't know anyone who has played the game, and I'm 23. I haven't played it. Indy, have you ever had a go on it? I have not played Fortnite. I, I'm too old for Fortnite. That's what I... Yeah, same. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it seems to be primary school kids. Yeah, it's like children that are technically too young for Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, because I looked it up. The age restriction is 12. I would say most of the users of Fortnite are under 12. Yeah, same. Anyway, I didn't. have you heard of the Zook Club? Never, but I don't really go clubbing. Probably wouldn't go clubbing on a Fortnite either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to go pretty far to find the Zook Nightclub. It's in, um, it's in Singapore. And I even did a little deep dive on the Zook Club. It is actually named... After a, I don't know how you say it, a French Creole word for party. Oh, wow. I know. (laughs) They've recreated it in the game, like, almost identically to the actual club, which I think is cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a different take on an advert as well, I think. Yeah. More people should be doing that kind of stuff. I think so. And yeah, they said it was because obviously all the nightclubs are closed because of COVID. So they wanted to make a alternative, I guess. You don't have to social distance or even wear a mask. Mm. Mm. Anyway, within the game, one of the ways TSLA have found to sort of plug 
the Live Fresh package for the bank is that their games all include sort of their slogans and the language around the product. So you can collect 30 fresh coins as fast as possible to win the round. And you should be sure to check out the vending machines too to boost your game. I think you get probably like a fresh lemonade or something like that. Oh, so instead of the regular like Battle Royale play in Fortnite, you actually play a round of a game in the club. Yeah, and the club is just like the playground of the game sort of thing. So you're not actually killing each other in the in the club. You're doing a different a different like a catch the flag type thing with coins, I guess. I'm assuming so. It says you can slow your opponents down by throwing boogie bombs and impulse grenades, which is questionable. <laughs> I'm guessing a I'm guessing a boogie bomb is a bomb that makes you dance. Oh yes. Very very party appropriate. <laughs> I don't know what an impulse grenade would be then. Literally not a clue. <laughs> I I can't I can't think of anything. No. From from the name. Same. <laughs> you can you can share screenshots of your fresh wins using hashtag #LiveFreshClub. They've done a good job of pulling it all together, I think. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it sounds like a pretty snazzy way of getting people into this new credit card. Yeah, I mean, the card itself, they've even given like a funky sort of paramore style design to it. Like it's purple and it's kind of leopardy. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Mm. Would you want it? Would you want to go into this game and play? Uh, it's probably not going to convince me to download and play Fortnite. <laughs> so, but if I already had it, I'd probably check it out. Yeah, if I if I was into it, then I would go and check it out, but... I don't really understand because surely they know that it's mostly a kid's game. And kids aren't really going to be looking for a card. All all of the 12-year-olds are going to be rolling into their schools looking really baller with their new Live Fresh card. <laughs> I, I guess there's probably a lot of adults playing Fortnite. They just don't want to admit it because it is a lot of kids playing. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Mm. And our second news point is Brandalism. Have you heard of this? It's a hijacking activist group. So they've been taking over out-of-home ads and replacing them with artwork that's calling out HSBC, which is another bank-related thing. But this is all about green activism. So they've been £67 billion invested in fossil fuels since the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015. Oh, that's awful. And basically a lot of i think i think a lot of brands do this where they say that they support environmental change and are aware of climate issues but then they actually are heavily investing in fossil fuels and yeah i, th- I mean it's uh it sounds like a really interesting group yeah and i definitely think that the message that they're saying is important especially right now definitely yeah it seems really prominent now everyone's getting called out for the unethical things they're doing and yeah I could if they did like us like you had to sign something I'd sign it like I don't I don't know so much I suppose it's raising awareness isn't it yeah Um, Yeah, I mean a lot of people haven't even heard like when you think of the bank HSBC you think of like a cash point on the street Mm. you don't think that that's actually a group of people with a huge amount of money and a huge amount of power because of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially because the adverts they mm. do, they're always very, you know, family friendly based and they're always trying to come off as really approachable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the way that they're going about it sounds quite interesting. You know, this group, they're not going out and asking for permission. They're just doing it. They, it's guerrilla style. So they're just mm. going out. They're probably taking like glue and posters and just plastering over the existing ad spaces, which is, I think, a pretty cool way of doing it. They're just going out and taking over the spaces that already exist. They're just claiming them. Yeah, yeah, I could see they were giving out a guide how to do it, weren't they, if anyone wanted to get involved. Mm. I could see, when I was look- researching their work, they'd done a previous one called Ad Break, and they'd taken posters of um, car brands and my favourite was one, it was like this blue underwater one with the heading drive underwater and then in smaller writing as sea levels rise. I thought that was just so clever. And instead of Ford, they say fart. <laughs> I love it when they poke fun at companies or businesses that are not doing the best that they could. So I'm just, I'm completely thrown back to Busted's um, The Year 3000 song oh, about yeah. living underwater. Oh, that is a good throwback. They should have incorporated that into it somehow. Mm, it sounds like it's pretty a pretty humorous take on the campaign as well. Yeah. Not too not too serious, going for a light-hearted approach. Yeah, it makes it more digestible because these are serious issues that they're trying to put across and it's just a lot more palatable the way they do it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of people are going to respond to it better if it's done in a light-hearted way. Definitely, yeah. Mm. Okay, so in other news, we've got one from Dettel. This one did surprise me. It's The headline was, Dettel gets itself in a mess after commuters have labelled mm. it as cringy and idealistic. Yeah. So this is Dettel's Keep Protecting campaign, which was designed to remind people that little hygiene habits are actually huge acts of care and protection. <laughs> the campaign was thought up by McCann London, who funnily enough come up later in our main discussion. It is essentially a list of various relatable things commuters may have missed over the last six months in lockdown, such as caffeine-filled air, seeing your second family, water coolers conversations, hearing buzzwords and having proper bans. I mean, they're not not awful Mm. examples, they're just a bit silly. Yeah. So... The problem was that the snippets of office life included painted an idealised version of real life. Yeah, I think a lot of people have not been missing the office terribly as well. So maybe this was a slightly a slightly mistimed ad. Yeah. I think a lot of people have been working from home quite successfully mm. or enjoying extra time with their family. Yeah. There's definitely workaholics amongst us who are eager to get back to their office jobs. But... Yeah, it's not the overall majority. That was the main criticism. Yeah, so you highlighted this Twitter response that kind of listed their own office norms, which I thought was pretty powerful. So their list was systematic racism, casual racism, backstabbing colleagues, in-app managers, sexual harassment, who do you know promotions, mind-numbing small talk, bad IT, 0.1% pay rise, 5% travel fare increase. That is a brilliant list that they came up with. I I mean, they should be on the campaign who did this because that is so much more relatable 
Obviously, I can't relate to the systemic racism and casual racism, but the mind-numbing small talk and the backstabbing colleagues, I think everyone has a taste of. Yeah, and I think anyone who's worked a job can relate to the idea of having people working above you and you just cannot understand how they've got their position. Mm. Where, where does this come from? Office workers, they don't get paid enough for the stuff that they do. You're in a big building, you're working so hard it's probably mm. super hot in the office <laughs> i wouldn't have thought of that but yeah yeah i would go bright red in that sort of situation because of the heat yeah you know, i'm just thinking the summer that we've just had people who are normally working in offices are probably so glad that they can work at home and mm. stick their feet in an ice bucket oh. rather than having to wear like a business suit and go into a stuffy high-rise building yeah there's a lot of talk about not even wearing trousers at this point in the on the zoom meetings yeah what do you think though because like i i'm not bothered by the advert i think it's a bit idealistic but isn't that just what all adverts do like you wouldn't expect alcohol adverts to bring up alcoholism or mcdonald's to star a slaughterhouse it just seems the done thing yeah it's it's a bit weird and i i think maybe it's just this time because i think people are anxious about going back to work Mm. And this ad feels like it's telling people to go back to work. Yeah. To go back into their offices. And people, I mean, I think it's fair enough to feel anxious about going back into the office. Yeah, I mean, some some people were even saying that it's like evidence the UK government is trying to persuade people to go back to work <laughs> rather than just being an ad for disinfectant. Yeah. Yeah, it, it feels like it's telling people... Come on, you can get back to work now. Just slap some Dettol on that. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Campaigning, a lot of the blame gets put on individuals. But yeah. the majority of pollution and deforestation is actually caused by these big industries, these big companies that have the money to do better. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I think as well. Like, I get so angry. I don't get so angry, but, you know, I get so annoyed when I hear, like, they're going to raise plastic bags up to 10p. I just think, no, why are you selling them at all? Like, why is it the individual's choice to buy one? It shouldn't even be a thing. It's so true. I I actually hadn't thought about it like that. But, yeah, putting putting that cost on us as a consumer to say, you know, oh, you're choos- you're now buying this plastic bag. Yes. You're choosing to, to create this. No, Tesco's or Sainsbury's or whichever whichever big supermarket you're going to, they've already manufactured all those plastic bags. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just think if you really were dedicated, you'd just put paper bags or you wouldn't package everything. Like, I mean, why, why should you feel bad for buying, like, a pack of tampons because they all come in plastic-wrapped stuff? Like, you can't, you can't, there's no alternative unless it's, like, £4.50. Mm. Yeah, and it, it's, I mean... Tampons is a good example, but I I mean, go, going back to vegetables, when I'm in the fruit and veg aisle and I see, like, onions in a plastic bag, mm. I just think, onions have a natural protective layer on yes. them. <laughs> they don't need another plasticky one. It's not, it's not necessary, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, so this is the last piece of news now for our first episode. That from November in 2020, companies from the UK, Austria and Turkey that promote themselves on any of the Google platforms, so that can be Google Ads or YouTube, they're going to be facing increased fees. So British advertising will rise by 2%, Austrian and Turkish will rise by 5%. 
I'd wonder what the reasoning is behind them raising the prices for those particular countries. It did say it's because taxes are going up, so they're they're taking it off themselves to pay the expense and they're sort of handing it to the individuals is what I could wow. glean from it. Something something smells like tax avoidance. It kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> but they've angled it as as they're trying to pay all their taxes. So this is their way of doing it. Well, I guess Google is a good place to advertise, even if it's slightly more expensive. It is. Like, if you're going to advertise on Google, I imagine you have the money for this increase. Yeah, I, I would say so. Mm. Okay, so that wraps up news for this week. And now, shall we go into our main discussion, our main advert of this episode? Our most awaited segment. Indeed. Did somebody say just eat? We're going to be doing Snoop Dogg's Just Eat 2020 commercial. Cannot complain. It is a, it is a good commercial. It is. It's a really entertaining... It's a music video, really. Yeah, it, it feels more like a music video than it feels like an advert, I think, to me. Yeah, same. It's been out now for a few months, but it's because it's such a big deal and it was so expensive to make, I feel like we can't go on with this podcast without bringing it up. We can't. It came out May 22nd. It came out with an episode of Gogglebox on Channel 4. I've put this in the notes. I think it's a like it's an advert that does suit Channel 4 to sort of debut on. Yeah, it's 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 got their humor, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yes, they don't take themselves too seriously. It's colourful. Yeah. But it actually had a teaser trailer that was released before the full advert, didn't it? Yes, yes. The 7th of May it came out. Like, that's how you know it's a big deal if it has a teaser trailer. I think that's part of what makes it feel a little bit more like a music video than it feels like an advert. Because... What kind of advert has a teaser trailer? Exactly. And I like that they did that. Like, I didn't see it when it first came on, which I'm a bit gutted about, because if I'd seen the trailer, I would have been really intrigued. Mm -hmm. But since then, it's had over 2.5 million views on YouTube. And a music insider told The Sun that the rapper earned a nice 5.3 million pounds from the deal. God. That's a nice paycheck. That is. That's such a good paycheck. I mean, he did put... Like a lot of work into it, I'll admit, but five point three million pounds. Wow. Yep. It's gonna be rolled out across Europe and Australia and bosses are actually considering taking it to North America. So it is successful. Excellent. It's odd because mm. Just Eat isn't even an American brand. Like Snoop Dogg didn't even know what it was before he got into it. I think that's kind of funny as well because in the advert they sh- they start off by showing him watching the ad on TV and saying, well, I- I've got to call these guys up. Yeah. But the reality is they had to call him up and he probably was like, what even is that? Yes, exactly. We, we actually have like quite a bit of information on how it came about. But that's such mm. a good catch. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like they wouldn't be watching it on TV. Well done. <laughs> Okay, so the basic premise of the trailer is that it's an advert, music style revamp of the original Just Eat advert that aired last year. Snoop Dogg starts off the advert by expressing his discontent with the Just Eat's previous advert. It's mainly the jingle, I think, that's the problem. And he takes his own doggy style swing onto it. Then we go through like a music sing-song video and the new jingle is accompanied by a backdrop of many elaborate and bizarre scenarios, excessively featuring food and Snoop Dogg. 
Mm. Yeah, so he's kind of become the face of their new campaign. Mm. It's such a smart choice. Like I, w- I was reading the information of why they chose Snoop Dogg, and it seems really scientific, like how they word it, like because he appeals to all ethnicities and all age ranges, and he's sort of globally known. It was a smart mm. choice. Yeah, he was. A, I think he was a good choice for it, and I think he he has a humor to him that kind of fits the the ad. Like he doesn't take himself too seriously, which makes it work. You know, if they'd had some another rap artist, it could have come off as really cringy to watch. You'd have been like, "Oh, why are they doing that?" Yeah, exactly. So Snoop Dogg is, he's actually supposed to be worth more than a hundred million pounds, apparently. I'm not really sure how they work that out. Yeah, I I always think when they say, oh, such and such is worth 10 mil or it, where does that come from? Like, I I don't really understand how they value people in that way. No, I mean, I can see how they might like figure it out. Like they sort of sort of sum up like all these properties or something, but then... How would you, you know, reap that money from them as a person? <laughs> Do you sell them? I just don't, I don't understand the, the reasoning of it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a foreign concept to me. But he, this isn't his first time working with a fast food or a, a food related industry either. No, it's not. So he's also worked <laughs> with Burger King and Dunkin' Donuts, and he's just released his own cookbook as well. So uh, I think it's called From from crook to cook um <laughs> it's such a good title uh, it's it's excellent title 10 out of 10 mm, i would did you reckon he came up with that because that's a really it's a witty name i think i i'd like to think that it came straight from his own mouth mm. but there's probably like a team of people being paid a lot of money to come up with good <laughs> names like that i imagine so i mean i actually looked up um have you seen the cover of it no, I haven't seen the cover of it. I should oh. I should look into what it's. Oh, you should. It's really it's a quite a snazzy classy cover. He's sort of presenting a plate to the camera, but he's simplified his look. Like he looks really tidy, like he's made an effort. It's it's really quite sweet. That's pretty nice. I it's such it's such a a weird thing for a rap artist to come yes. out with. Yes, it's so, like, researching Snoop Dogg for this, I'm sort of seeing him in a whole new light. Like, he's he's so creative, like, the things he comes out mm. with. I have to admit, I, I, in my brain, consider that maybe he's come up with the cookbook because of his friendship with Martha Stewart. She does TV cooking, and I think she got she got Snoop Dogg into it, for sure. I think so. Yeah, yeah must have been. <laughs> I can't imagine him being, like, an amazing cook. No, it, it doesn't doesn't really fit in with like the mental image but (laughs) I don't know maybe there's there's like one particular thing that I can think of him cooking yeah what but what hot dogs (laughs) that would be too funny wouldn't it I hope there's a hot dog recipe (laughs) I I hope there is a hot dog recipe in there There I was I was more thinking you know the one thing that Snoop Dogg is particularly famous for is smoking weed. Oh, the brownies. Yeah, so I think he's probably he's probably got like a really nice brownie recipe in that cookbook. I think so. I think so. Yeah, then he's probably been really sort of just put some herb in this. Yes. 
in capital letters, Herb. Wink. <laughs> okay, uh. so now we're going to sort of try and get into the nitty-gritty hows now. So let's look yes. at the agency responsible for making this advert, which is McCann London. So tell me, is that the, does that mean that the advert was filmed in London? What's, what is McCann London? So it's McCann World Group, but the London branch in, in particular made this advert. So they're responsible for the whole creation of taking it from idea to fruition. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. It's a really good idea, like, this is what I love about advertising agencies. They're like the most creative people for just selling the most mundane things. Yeah, they've they've got to come up with an interesting way of presenting a product, especially ones which you, you know, like an app for ordering food. Yeah. You can't just show people a picture of it. No. And it sounds so boring as well. Like It sounds like the sort of chuff you just don't want on your phone. But yeah, they make it really cool. They do make it seem pretty cool. I mean, I've I've used Just Eat. Have you? I have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you rate that service on a scale from one to five? How would I rate the service? Well, it definitely it if if like me you are awful at talking to strangers on the phone, it makes things <laughs> so much easier when you're ordering takeaway. Now we're becoming an advert for Just Eat. <laughs> to be fair, I think this whole segment is an advert for Just Eat. Mm, and Snoop Dogg. Mm. Well. On the McCann London website, I could see that McCann is recognised by the Drum World Creative Rankings 2020 as number one. Mm, so it's a pretty prestigious company. Yeah, definitely. I think so. And I actually use Drum as the main source of our news stories. So I think that's a reputable ranking. Yeah, I, I think they obviously have a lot of good information on adverts. It's, they were actually the only one that didn't charge me to look at their stuff, so I think very highly of them at this point. Mm. On the website, they're also ranked number one most effective agency network in Europe for 2019. That is according to the FE Effectiveness Index, which I did a bit of research on. Apparently that is like the most prestigious ranking site there is. Well, I guess it makes sense why it seems like such a, a strong ad. It, I mean, the money... The money, like we'll get to it later, like when we go through the actual storyline, but the props, the costumes, Snoop Dogg himself, like the money they must have spent. Insane. They say you've got to spend money to make money. And I guess, I guess Just Eat and McCann London take that seriously. Yes. I would love to know if how much money they actually make, like in profit after doing that ad. Yeah. Well, on the McCann website, London, again... Their slogan is, we're McCann London and we are the purveyors of truth well told since 1927. Oh, wow. They've been working a long time. Yeah. 1927. Like, can you imagine the things they've advertised? I was looking through their website at, like, who actually works for them. And the the CEO is Cheryl Majoram. I think that's how you say it. And the managing director is Jessica Temsage. This like really pleasantly surprised me because it's not often that you find the top jobs in any agency are filled by women. But McCann London actually have like a nearly 50-50 split for gender in the agency. I mean, there's five men and four women in the top jobs, so it's still slightly in men's favour. But I think that's really promising. I mean, my whole Welshback thing was about how women can't get the top jobs in advertising. And this is this must be one of the leading ad, um, advertising agencies for it. 
I suppose maybe this proves an argument that to have equality produces better work. You know, yeah. They're one of the top rated companies and they have a 50-50 gender split. Is that not evidence behind? That's a really good point. Yeah, that's definitely evidence. Yeah, though the creative directors responsible for coming up for this Snoop campaign specifically were Alexi Berwitz and Rob Webster, who are both men. <laughs> but oh well, we'll ignore that. So should we, we'll go more into the process now of how it was all made, because again, there was so much online because it was such a big deal. Yeah, so Susan O'Brien, the chief marketing officer at Just Eat, she explained that the addition of Snoop is an attempt to tap into a more urban, cooler, independent and young demographic, which just screams marketing officer. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's that kind of like techno babble where, you know, that you talk about something and you use all these big fancy words. Mm. And really what they mean is people like Snoop Dogg, whether yeah. they're young or they're old, he's got a more universal appeal. Yeah, it was a desirable no-brainer, as she said, which is, yeah. Mm. And he's managed to remain quite current. Like, if you think about um, Fortnite, going back to that from the news segment, has a Snoop Dogg dance. It's one of its Fortnite dances. So he's kind of remained in the public gaze for a long time. That's so cool. Oh, is that the drop it like it's hot one? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I did. Oh, that is cool. Mm. And people are still talking about him now, even though he's not a new artist. Yeah. You know, he started off as a rap artist, but he's now doing cooking and doing TV ad campaigns, but he's doing them successfully. Yeah, it's versatile in the most creative sense. Mm. Okay, so yeah, Just Eat, they unveiled their first Did Somebody Say Just Eat jingle in May 2019. Have you listened to the original one? Yes, and I think I think you mentioned to me that you'd not heard it, is that right? Yeah, I, I hadn't heard it, so when I looked it up, I was a bit like, it's, it's, I don't know, they explain it like it's an earworm and it's, you know, you, it gets in your head and you just sort of sing it throughout the day. I didn't really get that, like, it's one of those ones that sounds like it's been made up on the spot. I suppose if I heard it over and over again, I might remember it. Hmm. Yeah, I... I wouldn't call it an earworm. It's I don't I don't mm. find myself like getting on the bus and humming. Did somebody say just eat? Oh well. Mm. But yeah, so they they wanted to see how people took that, and then whatever the public feeling was, that's the sort of take they do on the new revamp. And I'm guessing people must have thought it was annoying. Did you find it annoying? Like it it wasn't good. It's oh. it's not like. It's not like I'm I'm looking for the full the full length just eat jingle <laughs> and relishing in the beauty of it. You wouldn't Shazam it. No. No, I would not Shazam it. Incidentally, you can Shazam this new one. Really? Yeah, someone's actually made a YouTube video of the jingle on a loop for an hour. I don't know who's gonna be enjoying that for an hour i mean anything on a loop for an hour you're gonna stop enjoying at some point yeah yeah snoop he actually had like a really heavy hand in writing the new jingle which it makes sense because if you listen to it it does have a snoop dog feel mm. it doesn't seem off key for him no it's it's very like in keeping with his whole aesthetic i think and his sound mm. the agency came up with the structure for the song but snoop dog sort of 
put the interior in, if you would. Wow. In an interview, one of the agency's creative directors said that after sending the basic music to Snoop Dogg, they were told, he's going to do some work on it. You'll get it tomorrow. There won't be much collaboration, but once he's sprinkled his magic on it, that's what you've got for your money. I mean, you know how successful have you got to be that that is a sufficient statement for a five million pound job. You get what you're given. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like it or lump it. Exactly. Luckily, once they got the track back, it was they said it was immeasurably cooler and the client loved it, which you would hope for. Mm. Okay, so now we've sort of gone through the how, the who, the why. Should we actually get into the advert itself, each scene? Yeah, go for it. Sick of this. Get those Just Eat fools on the line for me. We're going to do this doggy style. Okay, so it opens with Snoop on the phone. It's just like a quick setup in the storyline to establish that he doesn't like the advert that he's watching. Like you say, he wouldn't actually be watching it in America. But yeah, out of it, what were your initial thoughts? Anything that stands out? Yeah, I think I think I liked I like that setup. It's a there's a little it's a little bit cliched. Like I've I've seen similar presets before where someone's like, "Oh no, this is terrible. Now we're going to do it my way." Yeah, yeah, I agree with that definitely. But I I don't think it's wrong to rely on a cliche in an ad like this. Yeah, I think it it goes with the whole poking fun at itself. It's just it's like inside joke on inside joke. I it does work. Yeah, I think it's it's funny to me watching it and thinking like Snoop Dogg's going to watch this advert on TV. And be like, oh, I've got to fix that ad for them. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at the background as well. Like, like what? there's the woman, she's wearing some very stylish glasses. I thought it was a hairdresser's originally, but she's just sort of stroking his hair as he's watching TV. I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh, I love, I love this, like, idea that that's what, that's what big celebrities do they just they just sit in their glamorous houses on these big chairs in their fur coats with their random people milling about to stroke their hair yeah just their posse lounging on the sofa i love it they're really going to all the sort of stereotype rich rapper stuff Mm, yeah definitely definitely Mm, and it's all it's all extravagant i love it it's like even the phone is gold and I re- when researching it, it says all the scenes were shot either at the Disney Studio in Burbank, which surprised me. Disney Studio, Snoop Dogg, it just it didn't come to me. And at the Snoop Compound in Inglewood. I didn't know what the Snoop Compound was, but it seems to be it's like his own personal music studio. Right. It's not it's not um in any way related to Snoopy. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> They're not recording at the at the kennel. No. So the the Snoop compound is is an amazing name for something, but it it does also a hundred percent sound like a dog shelter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I had absolutely no idea what it was when I heard it because yeah, I didn't go quite to that place, but it did. I wasn't sure what it would be. But then I did some sort of YouTube searching, and he's actually on MTV Cribs. Excellent. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's quite old now, but everything is like a chintzy, pearly pink. There's like frilly bits. I was so, it was so bizarre. Wow, Snoop's got taste. Yeah, it was so classy. I just thought, 
this is so not what I expect. He just blows my mind at every corner. Yeah, it's not it's not what you're imagining. But no. then also, I, I just don't know what I would imagine. Yeah, that that is... I suppose I'd imagine it to be more like everything high tech, like everything sort of sleek and black and a lot of a lot of chrome and led lighting yes exactly yeah anyway the point was (laughs) i'm assuming (laughs) that that first scene is i is in the snoop compound so it's either his living room or some room in a studio but it it seems Mm. to be his because there's awards in the cabinets i thought that was a nice touch so it's like actually his own space that's kind of i felt like it was a probably a set dressed up to be how we imagine Snoop's house being but it makes it feel very real yeah well then after that initial that initial sort of setting up of the whole thing we're then thrown straight into the music video part it kicks off with him on a bike a motorbike not a bicycle (laughs) (laughs) it's all it's all in black and white and the girls in the background are literally wearing saucy outfits (laughs) <laughs> They've got mayonnaise and hot sauce on them. I thought that was so cool. Uh, I I love that you described it as saucy outfits. That's, <laughs> I I hadn't even realised that it was a pun that they were dressed like sauces until you said that, and that is beautiful. <laughs> that is genuinely beautiful. I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that's what they were trying to pull. Like it's saucy girls. I'm hoping that's it because I do love a pun. I mean that is that is a definite cliche of um of like music videos to have these scantily clad women in these like scandalous outfits as background dancers and they've kind of turned that on its head by having them dressed as actual literal sources yes (laughs) yeah Mm, they've they've lent on the existing cliches and the existing like tropes of that genre of music video i guess it's a bit of a, a homage to Snoop's actual music career. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. The jingle before, it didn't really have like a, a musical style. It was just a little track of music, but they've really given yeah. it that, that hip-hop R&B, or like, they've given it a bit of authenticity. Yeah. The next scene is in the Soul Food Club, which, is that a take on the same club that's in Charlie's Angels? Is it like the Soul oh. Train Club or something? Like, I recognise the whole look of that scene. That would be an amazing, amazing if they'd done that. I really hope that is intentional. I hope it is, because it has the same, like, LED soul food club lights in the back. I know it didn't say food club in Charlie's Angels. Mm. Oh, Charlie's Angels, what a movie. Mm. Oh, I do love that. But yeah, it reminds me of that, you know, it's the blonde one who goes into the club... My favourite bit of this scene, though, is the man doing the chicken wing dance. There's also a bit, there's someone jumping off an inflatable burger dressed in like a silky green get-up. It's just so random. It's it's random, but I, it's like it's decadent. And I think that's kind of fun. Yes. Because when you're ordering a takeaway, you want to have that like decadent experience. You know, you're not, you're not slaving away over the oven. You're just getting <laughs> a nice tasty meal. Yeah. It was a good reminder as well that it's like for food. I was so distracted by the extravagance of the whole thing. I just, I, I sort of forget that it is for a food company. Mm. Yeah, you can you can lose the message a little bit. Mm. But only by how good the whole thing is. <laughs> yes, that is true. 
So after this, we then see we see brief glimpses of Snoop in a studio, and then in front of the slogan in, I think it's I'm hoping it's now an iconic rainbow suit because they've done it in the colours of the Just Eat logo, and a nice little tidbit, it was seven grand. Yeah. And made within 48 hours as well. That's mad, like, that he could just demand that it be made 48 hours in advance. Mm. I think it was actually Talia Coles. She's the costume designer for Snoop, so I'm assuming she would have made that. Yeah, I mean, that that would make sense. Mm. It looks stylish. I like it. I like it. Again, it's so cheesy. It's cheesy, but also, I would say it's kind of slightly tastefully done. I'm not sure if I say it looks seven grand, but it does look expensive. <laughs> it does look expensive. Like you're you're not gonna get that like at TK Maxx. Mm. <laughs> okay the the next scene is the Last Supper style one, isn't it? It's like I believe the line is tacos to the chateau. Hmm. It's it. It looks like the setup of the Last Supper. Yeah, it does have that vibe. It's got that sort of Renaissance painting aesthetic. Yeah, the colours. Yes. So in the scene, the woman on his right. Have you have you had a look at her? Had a look at her. Yeah, like the extravagance again. Her hair alone. It's like it looks like big beads on a piece of string, but it's actually her hair. Wow. It's it's so. Like, I can't imagine how long that must have taken just to be in it for like four seconds. It's a lot of work, isn't it? I mean, they've obviously put in the put in the effort to make a really out there, extravagant, decadent ad. Yeah, like I tried to find out how much it all costs because that would be so interesting to see like the whole production's price tag. But I found nothing. Hmm. I'm now looking at the taco to the chateau scene, like I've got the picture <laughs> up. It reminds me a little bit of Princess Jasmine. Yes, yes, I couldn't place it. It was Kim Kardashian kept coming to mind, but I don't think she's had that hairstyle. Mm. It is more Princess Jasmine. I can I can 100% see Kim Kardashian have that. I don't really know much about the Kardashians, but if I saw a picture with her with that hair, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah, well, it reminds me of, you know, that photo that broke the internet, as it were, when she's got the champagne on her mm. bum and... It reminds me of that. Yeah, and it, it does. It has that like old painting, like Dutch masters, Renaissance, kind of the yes. the rich colours. It's got a very regal vibe. I like it. Yeah, like I don't know who would be responsible for like the themes of the sets, but the director is Franz I don't know if you I'm saying this. Francis Roselet. He's but anyway, he's an experienced music video director. He did Iggy Azalea's work video among like loads of others. He's like he's got loads of awards. He's very what's the word esteemed. Mm. Yeah, and I mean it said something about the ad, but they got in a music video director. Yeah, there's so much detail that goes into each scene. Definitely, like each scene is about five seconds long, but yeah, you can see it when you look at it. It's like if you took a picture of it, it's like a work of art. It's everything is mm. is purposeful. I'm also I'm loving the instrument that Snoop Dogg is holding, like this kind of old old timey lute. Yes, he's really cheesily pretending to play it. Yes, <laughs> not even putting, trying to make it look like he is. It's like it's like if I was given it and was trying to play it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 
the next one again there's so many scenes it's in he's in a hot tub with a slice of pizza the pizza is animated he's not actually eating a slice of pizza yes a little cartoon pizza yeah it's i was a bit i'm a bit disappointed that he wasn't eating pizza mm and do you notice his the dressing gown he's wearing in it is dry but he's amongst the the water and the bubbles <laughs> that is a little unusual it is i like it just adds to the extra like the extraness of the whole thing is that he would just do it in his dressing gown and he wouldn't even get wet and that he's looks, just sat in it it looks like silk right like it's that kind of shiny fabric yeah it's very very nice <laughs> mm. probably something that if i owned it i would not have it in the bath no same it would be in the on a hanger in plastic bubble wrap it would never be on it looks very expensive yeah well the next one is snoop dog on a pile of waffle waffles with chocolate sauce on and he throws an inflatable strawberry ball yeah it's a basketball painted to look like a strawberry oh is it oh i thought it was inflatable is it actually painted i mean it looks like it's a basket it's got the lines on it like a basketball that would be cool if they've just painted a, bas- a basketball i mean they could have had one custom made or maybe snoop dog already has a custom strawberry basketball it wouldn't surprise me he might have all the fruits <laughs> just like a fruit bowl but every fruit is is a different type of sports ball <laughs> yeah mm. <laughs> So after this, after that scene, we lead straight on to his chocolate fondue being right on cue, which is the fisheye camera scene, mm. and Snoop is the delivery man. Yeah, in a funky tracksuit. It's got like a, a greenish tinge to the whole the whole coloring of this scene. Yes, I noted that as well. It's like it's all in a green hue, and the moon is in the background. Is that like to show that they're available at inconvenient times? If they are, that is clever and subtle. I like that. Yes. Also, there's a vacuum in the garden. Why? <laughs> Keep the lawn nice and dust-free. <laughs> See, is this... that why they have no time to make meals? Because they've been hoovering the garden? Mm. Yeah, there's like something a little bit horror movie about the colours in the nighttime feel in this scene. Yeah, the, the moon. Mm. But I, I think the, the bit of him adjusting his glasses in the, like, to, directly to the camera. Oh, I like that bit. Yeah, that's nice. Mm. I think that's, I don't know why, but that's my my favourite scene out of the whole thing is that fisheye mm. angle and he's looking directly at it. Yeah, and it, it makes sense because obviously the fisheye there, um, it makes you think of those little peepholes you get through the doors in apartment buildings, which does create that fisheye effect. Yeah. Even though the door in this shop doesn't have a peephole. Do you know, that is odd. I'm surprised they didn't do it as if it was the peephole. Like, that would make more sense. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Next, he's in the Pearl Oyster eating sushi. Yes. He's got these two women with him who are wearing like these buckly pearlescent dresses with these big gold um, shells on them. It's so decadent. Yeah, it's like little, they're like mermaids in the pearl oyster with him. He's got on a, is it, it looks pink velvet, the suit. Yeah, I would, I would agree. It looks pink velvet. Mm. Is this more of the aesthetic that he had in his um, um, cribs? Yeah, it is that sort of colour that was in it, yeah. <laughs> it was so bizarre, like, you should see it, it's it's mad, it's like an old lady's sort of choice of decorating. Amazing. 
in in this scene though, I did know it sort of cuts back to one of the first scenes, the black and white one with the source girls dancing in the back. But he's singing along to a line that is in this scene. I thought that really spoke to like the organization of shooting. Mm. I, I guess would they have gone through like the whole song in each scene and then picked out in post production which scene, which bits they were going to use for bit which lines. I mean, it seems like the lines are directly tied to the lyrics, right? You know, so there's the yeah, that's uh, what I thought. But then I thought, well, surely, like, did they know specifically that they were going to cut from this pearl scene straight to straight back to uh, the black and white scene? Yeah, it's like mid sentence. I think they must have done. They'll, they'll have storyboarded out their ideas for the video. And I suppose they must have had it in mind that they'd cut to the black and white. The level of organisation that must have taken. Yeah. Because I did do some research on how they filmed it. As far as the actual filming goes, in an interview with one of the creative directors, Alexi, he said that Snoop had no interest in being on set for a really long time and he didn't want to wait around for stuff to happen. So to get around that, they ran six sets side by side with three crews on top of the other. Every scene was one shot, and that's all they got. So they must have filmed that black and white scene as one shot and filmed the shot that appears just now at the same time they filmed the previous scene. Yeah. Mm. It'd be interesting to know which scenes were in the compound and which were in Disney. Yeah. So we finished with the ad with Snoop in his rainbow suit. And in the interview, Alexi mentioned it was originally a onesie, but obviously it's a suit now. And he's in front of the Just Eat slogan again. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, I thought it was so clever that the suit reflects the Just Eat colours. I think that's really clever as well. It's honestly not something I would have noticed without it being pointed out to me. Because it, it just feels really harmonious. Yeah. I thought it was for COVID. Like I thought it was like a rainbow. Oh. But then the t- the timing that they filmed it, obviously that wouldn't make sense. But it is a nice coincidence. Yeah, it is a nice coincidence. As as the song ends, I noticed he. You see him put his hands down after his little dance. I always imagine that that's when they said cut, because you can see him sort of wind down from his theatricalness. Yeah, there is this. And it makes sense with what you're saying, you know, if he didn't want to appear on set a lot, they probably just had that one take and just said cut and mm. ended it. I imagine so. <laughs> you had a you had a good catch, though, about, and I hadn't thought of it, you said it was like the drop it like it's hot dance. Yeah, it's, it goes really well with the, mm. that, yeah. music, that little dance and. Goes to the beat. Uh, yeah, I think, and. Um, Am I right in thinking that the music video for Drop It Like It's Hot is black and white? Yeah, it is. So maybe the black and white footage sections in this are maybe a little reference to some of his other music videos. I mean, I feel like the little dancing he does there is either a staple of him, you know, that's the Mm -hmm. kind of dancing that he does, or it's a little reference to that dancing when he's done it in previous music videos. I reckon it would be both. Yeah, just looks like he's so happy doing that little dance. <laughs> he does look happy doing it. Mm. Okay, so as far as filming actually goes, they were in LA in mid-March. That's just before COVID really kicked off the lockdown. Mm. They were told that they were the last production in LA, but they were able to do it because they were on their last day. But then Trump put out a travel ban 
and they got home the afternoon before the evening before it was put in place. So literally by the skin of their teeth. Oh, that is lucky. Imagine it's so lucky. You go to you go all the way to LA to shoot this music video and then you get stuck for the lockdown. You get locked down oh, in LA. That'd be awful. Or you can't finish and you've paid him five million. Oh, you've paid five million. You get stuck in LA and you haven't finished the ad. <laughs> Worst case scenario. Yeah, it's you failed on all cylinders. Mm. It was, yeah, so they finished in March. It was actually finished before Easter. But at that point, obviously, the mood wasn't really right. I mean, you know, people were dying. It wasn't really the time to put out a really lighthearted Just Eat advert. Mm. So they waited four weeks in all. I imagine there was lots of strategic chats in between. Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. I think delaying the ad was a sensible thing to do. I think so. I think it was respectful as well. Like it It would have lost them money and it would have been really distasteful Mm. and you've got to think as well when the lockdown was happening a lot of takeaways were closed a lot of businesses were Mm. shut down so if they'd released this big ad campaign then not only would it been poor timing in like the sense of reading the mood of the general public it would have been poor timing in that if you'd launch this big ad campaign but people can't actually use your product that is such a good point. Yeah, you'd be pulling people in to something that isn't even there. Mm. Yeah, so I, I think delaying delaying the release was definitely, definitely a good shout. I mean, I think they've been lucky with how sort of quickly they were able to put it out, like like how quickly people were ready for it again. Mm. So they didn't lose the money. I, I would imagine that they probably are going to make more money from this ad campaign than they potentially have lost in delaying it. Yeah. Although so. it's it's hard to say. Yeah, if, we'll find out soon. I imagine if if they go under. <laughs> imagine that bankrupt by Snoop Dogg ad campaign. Mm, oh, that would be such a kick in the teeth. Well, that was our first main discussion on our first episode of this podcast. Yeah, there was so much information. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we had a lot to work with. We did. I think we had too much mm. to work with. Next time, I think we'll we'll keep it a bit more brief. Mm. Next time, we'll just we'll we'll play the audio of the ad, and then we'll both go. That was yeah. a good ad. Cut. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, is there anything you'd like to say, Indigo, to outro us? I just I just hope that uh, it wasn't too rambly. <laughs> well, I really hope people enjoyed listening to this, and we'd love for you to come back and listen next time yes absolutely i mean i'm exhausted now but i am excited to do the next one yeah i think it's exciting what are we what are we thinking of next time it was the covid stuff right oh yes we're gonna do a covid special which i'm i'm sure it will be more fun than it sounds nothing with covid sounds fun (laughs) Mm. but it is interesting yeah very very current very fresh okay Thank you for listening. We will see you in two weeks' time. Thanks for listening. Those just eat fools on the line, honey. We gonna do this doggy style. This place ain't blessed. This place is a mess. Disgusting. Yes, yeah, so do I. <laughs>
Like my face hurts. I feel like I must have been doing so much nervous laughing. I for some reason, for some reason, I posed the entire video as if I was being filmed. Did you really? And I've now got a sore arm. <laughs> Did you only move to drink your tea? Yeah, you'll oh. hear some big gulps. Mm. <laughs>